Hello, and welcome once again to another edition of TSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission, where we take an in-depth view of the artists chosen by God to use their gift to glorify Him, the stories behind their music, and, of course, how the Lord has been with them in the process. Our guests are a husband and wife who are singers, actors, and have used their craft to make music in the theater. And they are Chris and Andy Monteleone. This is Music with a Mission. I'm Derek Davis, and our guests are two people who are very familiar with the stage and have used the theater as their mission field, and they are Chris and Andy Monteleone. Chris, Andy, great to have you with us. Thank, Thank you. you. Good to be here. Now, you guys have been around the theater for a long time. I mean, veteran actors, to say the least. And uh, in describing you both, I said that you've used your craft to create music, so you've been in musical theater. Yes. yes. Where did it start? How did it all begin? Where have you been? What did you do? I started out um, in classical ballet. No kidding. Yes, when I was six years old. Okay. And I did a community theater production, so I've literally been on the stage pretty much my whole life. As I got older, about 16, I turned professional in classical ballet. Mm -hmm. And I went overseas for a time, and I sustained a very bad injury, and I found I couldn't dance on point anymore. That's when ballerinas dance on, on their, their toes. toes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And I went to this musical theater audition kind of as a dare to myself. I had never seen the show before. It's actually an infamous story in the Broadway community. Really? <laughs> yeah. And I went in and I didn't know how to audition as a singer. I didn't have a music book. I didn't know how musical theater auditions were conducted. Uh-huh. And I got a call back and another call back, and I read with the director and eventually got the lead in the show. Wow. So that was the beginning of my musical theater career. How about you, Chris? Uh, I started just singing in choirs. I was actually a jazz musician in high school playing no saxophone. What instrument? Played sax. saxophone, tenor ah. sax, yep. And, uh, <laughs> our church was doing a, a play. It was doing Godspell. Okay. And friends called, hey, Chris is funny. Oh, let's get him in. Yeah. And uh, I didn't have a song and they said well Chris you sing I said no I don't sing you know just I don't sing well give it a try and I sang and that was the beginning <clears throat> so I started off in opera I went to college in North Carolina studied opera for four years started off in opera and then made the transition into musical theater and uh, worked my way up to Broadway Broadway yeah. tell him your aunt was a singer at the yes Met. my uh, my aunt when she was 17 years old uh, under Toscanini's baton, was one of the leading sopranos at the Old Met. Lillian oh, so this Romundi. is hereditary. This is in the blood. You, yeah, you guys yeah, uh, yeah. got showbiz in the in the genes. There. Exactly. My mom was his swing singer in Jersey City. So no, yeah, it's kidding. in there. Yeah. So how long exactly in the business? Uh, I'm no longer active in it, but 23 years. And you, Andy? Um, at least 20 years, mm -hmm. I think. Wow. Yeah. What were the positives and the negatives about being in showbiz? The biggest positive for me, I have to say now, is the life experience I got. I traveled the world, mm -hmm. and I'm so thankful because once I became a Christian and once I was actually walking with the Lord, 
it developed so much wisdom and the Lord has taken all my life experience and turned it around and given me godly wisdom through it, if that makes sense. It makes perfect sense to me. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm the most thankful for. Yeah, we'll talk a bit about that in a minute. How about you, Chris? Uh, I was a very shy kid. No. Yeah, believe it or not. And uh, <laughs> okay. four brothers and sisters, five of us total. Yeah. So I was kind of one of the lost children. So I made up my little stories, my little friends. Yeah. It really helped to bring me out of my shell. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the craft. I enjoyed meeting groups of people. I'm a very social person and doing regional theater and going all around, meeting new groups, mm-hmm. being with them for weeks or months at a time. You have to form relationships very quickly and get a show up. That part I really enjoyed. No, you two, did you meet in the theater? How did you two we meet? We did. Yeah. You're a charming couple, can I tell you? <laughs> we met uh, doing a show called Damn Yankees okay. on Broadway. Very familiar show. Yeah. And it was actually the first show for both of us. Mm-hmm. And I came in as a replacement. Yeah, first Broadway show. Mm-hmm. I came in as a replacement, and he came in exactly one week later. Mm-hmm. And we know this was absolutely the Lord. It was a divine appointment for us to meet there because... Two years previous to this, I kept getting called in to audition for that show. Right. And if you know anything about that show, it's about a man who makes a deal with the devil. And at the end of the show, the man who plays the devil, his character is Applegate, comes up out of the stage with 666 on his baseball jersey. Right. And so as I, at that time in my life, I was growing closer to the Lord. I had renewed my commitment to Mm -hmm. him. And because all my auditions kept falling through for that show, I took that to mean I shouldn't be doing this show. Okay. So when I was called in for the audition where I finally got the job, um, I almost didn't come. And they saw me, hired me. It was instantaneous. They hired me kind of on the spot. He came in exactly a week later. Now, I knew I was leaving that show because I had another contract. So I was literally in that show for six weeks. It was wow. just enough time for us to meet, hook up, <laughs> and the rest is history. Is so you were saved during that period, were you, Chris? I was, but I was I was not walking properly with the Lord at the time. Pseudo but, saved, huh? yeah, pseudo saved. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, little did I know, people were <clears throat> still watching me. You know, because mm-hmm. I was not <clears throat> stereotypical. I was living for the Lord. I just didn't know him like I know him now. Sure, sure. But you guys obviously love the business. So it, it was happened? It was fun. There's a reason why they call it plays. It is. It's just fun. You get to be uh, a kid. I would like to say that we loved performing, yes. but not the business. The business okay. is not. Okay, what's the yeah. difference? <laughs> Performing is the art. You right. know, you're, you're an artist. You're a singer. You're a musician. You're a dancer. You're an actor right. or all of the above. The craft. Mm-hmm. The craft. Okay. And, and we know as performers or whatever your musical gift is mm-hmm. that you express through that music or through that craft. You express what's inside of you, what the Lord has given you. Okay. And So you can actually minister through your craft is what you're saying. Well, is yes, that, is that a yes, stretch? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, okay. But but my point is that show business for the business that it is is not a nice place. It's um and I'm speaking in the secular world of show business. Mm-hmm. Um it requires constant compromise of what you believe in. Mm-hmm. 
And when I left the business, it was as though the Lord tore blinders off my eyes and I suddenly saw it for what it really was. So that's why you left the business? The Lord, I was trying to leave. And that's what was in my testimony. I was trying to leave for a long time and I knew God was calling me out. Mm -hmm. And at the end of my career, I had been doing a show called Jekyll and Hyde. And ironic enough. Yes. And um, Chris and I had the same agent and I kind of got Chris an audition. I had already done a production of the show. Mm -hmm. And so the composer and the director and the choreographer all knew who I was. Mm -hmm. And they offered us the tour together. And it would have been a tremendous opportunity for us from a business standpoint and also from a financial standpoint. And we were newly married and we could have saved up for a house very quickly. And we we asked to go and see the newly mounted production they had just put on Broadway. Mm -hmm. And it had changed from the pre-Broadway production I had done. And it blasphemed the name of Christ. And there was a lot of gratuitous um, violence and Mm. nudity. And and God had just brought us to this new place, Mm -hmm. especially once we got married. He really unified us as a couple and unified us for him. Mm -hmm. And I saw the show and I told my husband, I will stand behind you, whatever you decide, but I can't be on stage. I can't do that show anymore. There was a compromise. Yes. What Andy was standing by as my new wife and said, I will stand by you, Mm -hmm. but I, I don't think we should do it, but it's your choice. I would have been doing the lead in the show a couple of times a week. It was everybody was fighting for this job. Yeah, yeah. I called one of my only friends that I knew was a born-again Christian. And I said, Tony, here's the deal. And I don't know what to do. And he said, hmm, that's a tough one. He said, but, you know, if you're going to talk the talk, you got to walk the walk. I hung up the phone. And I said, we're not doing it. Good for you. And hung up. It was the worst thing for my career that ever happened. He Best thing I ever did. I was blackballed. Really? Literally had the casting agent come up and said, I said, well, you know, you heard I turned the job down. He said, yeah, I heard that it's because it says something against Jesus. And I said, well, yeah, it does. And he said, well, where? I said, well, I could sit down and show you where the blaspheme is throughout the whole, the whole right, show. Right, right, right. And slowly but surely, casting agent stopped calling me in. And then God opened the door, and I went back into Beauty and the Beast for another five years. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what, what the one door closed and another it. one just swung right open. open. It. it kept me home, and that was my what they call the swan song. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Performing arts in general, it seems, is a thin line for saved actors, singers, musicians, mm-hmm. etc., mm-hmm. because of that very struggle. Mm-hmm. What was the biggest struggle for you? Was it that or anything else? For me, that was the biggest struggle. Okay. Uh, Interestingly enough, when when Andy and I met, I wasn't walking with the Lord as I am now. Mm -hmm. So I did that show for 11 years, uh, 10 years. And when I first started, I worked with a lot of the same people. So they knew me when I wasn't walking with the Lord. And Mm -hmm. then as I transformed and came to be a born-again Christian in Mm -hmm. their eyes, they forgot about that. Ah, They forgot about the way I was. I see very good. So that that was a testimony in itself, just watching how the Lord how the Lord works. But Chris, you, you keep saying how I'm walking with the Lord now. How has it changed from then to now for you? When you're in theater, you prepare for your auditions. Yeah. It's all about self. 
how you look, how you sound, how, you mm. uh, how your reviews are, mm-hmm. you, you talk to each other. So how are you doing? Well, I just got this job here, and then I'm going here, and this and that, and here's my child. Doesn't he look like me? It's amazing how he looks like right, me. So right. and it's here, all about and here, the and job. It's me, 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 sure. me, me. Sure. Now, it, there's none of me. My prayer has totally changed to just mm. take everything away. Mm. Let my words be your words. Let mm-hmm. my heart be your heart. Mm-hmm. Let my desires be your desires. Plant us where you want us to be planted. Mm. So everything is through the Lord. We are created to do his work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're living. Our child, We're instilling that in our children. And what a great way to live. Challenging. Well, what yeah. If, that's going to be challenging, yeah. sure. But uh, it's, it's anti-theater to live that way. How about you, Andy? Ever miss it? Sometimes I miss performing. I, I wouldn't say that. I, I miss dancing and I miss singing when when you're at the peak. Mm-hmm. And it gives you so much joy. For a dancer, it's it sounds corny, but it's like flying. It's like flying. It really is. How so? Leaping through the air and it's just... Oh, the actual physical the actual act of dancing. The actual physical okay. act of dancing. Mm-hmm. And, and I tried many times to quit when I was younger, and yeah. it's just so in you. You can't sure. walk away from it. And that's actually what got me, the Lord used to bring me out of the business. I was afflicted with a terrible back injury. Yeah. And I knew the Lord had done that because I didn't have the willpower to walk away from the business. Mm. And I couldn't maintain my witness. I couldn't be bold with people in the dressing room. Mm -hmm. And what was interesting is when the Lord took me out, I watched my husband. The Lord used him after the birth of our first child. The Lord took that and used Chris and gave him boldness. And he took Chris's natural gift of he's one of these people that everyone is drawn to. He's the person they want to tell all their problems to. Mm-hmm. He's the person mm-hmm. they seek counsel from. Mm-hmm. And the Lord used that to draw them to him. Right. So these very hardened, bitter, jaded people backstage, you know, the dressers and the wig people in the crew that are so beat up by the actors, yeah. you know, they're treated badly. Yeah. And they would come to him on the sly and say, you know, Chris, can you pray for my mom? Or Chris, can you pray for this? Or don't tell anyone, you know, yeah. and Chris, the Lord used him. Mm-hmm. He couldn't use me backstage the way he could Chris. He was truly a footlight in the theater. Mm-hmm. huh? He really was. And so many Christians in the business are completely closeted because there's a there's a very ang- angry, bitter, militant spirit in the theater. Mm. I talked with another actress and she was saying that there's kind of an an addiction to acceptance mm-hmm. among some actors and actresses. Yes. Did you guys experience that at all? I did, completely. Tell me about yeah. that, Andy. Um, Is it the applause? Is it, you know, the so-called love coming over the footlights there? You know what's so interesting? It took me all the years after I left theater to learn this. Most people want the adoration of their fans or the audience, as it were. And I realized that that was never what I wanted. When people would come to the stage door and want my autograph, it was so foreign to me. I didn't like that. Mm -hmm. But what I craved was the approval and the acceptance of my peers, Mm. the people that I worked with. Right. That's what was important to me. I needed to know that I was good 
in the eyes of people that were on the same level. I've heard that. that. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah, so I in terms of being recognized by the audience, that wasn't... That wasn't the most important mm-hmm. part. Just no. um, if one of your peers said, yeah, you really nailed that, mm-hmm. that would do it for you. Yeah. So what broke you out of that? Um, I needed to learn who I was in the Lord and mm-hmm. and he needed to pull my focus wholly and completely to him mm-hmm. so that none of that mattered anymore. When did you learn that? Was it here at Times Square Church? <laughs> yes. Um you just too, Chris? In my was own... it here at oh, TSC? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've been here for a very long time. What do you call a long time? Twenty years. Oh, you're a veteran. Yes. I've been fifteen. Fifteen. We had Andy and I started speaking uh, in quiet moments on stage where we're supposed to be talking on stage and mm-hmm. just talking about things. And we started talking about church and I was uh, uh, not attending Times Square Church. And Andy said, oh, you have to come and come to my church. And I was used to standing, kneeling. 45 minutes was a really long service. Mm-hmm. And I come here at 10 in the morning, which is really early for an actor. Uh, you're usually rolling out of bed at 12 o'clock. <laughs> yeah, because you have late shows, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, you've got yeah. two shows that day, mm-hmm. and you're always sleeping in. Mm-hmm. So I'm here, and I've got tambourines on one side and tongues on the other and just really not <laughs> feeling too comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And for three months I came because I, I like this girl here, and uh, I was leaving angry, leaving church, You're leaving church, church angry? angry, feeling judged. Mm. And then one day I left and I went, oh, this is because everything that's coming out of here is talking about me. Ah. And then that was it. I was sold. And Conviction. I've been here for 15 years. I was totally convicted. Yeah. There was no judgment. There yeah. was none. The message that was coming out was with love, but I was turning it around that it was judgment. Sure. So the Lord started changing me and changing me. And as Andy said, I... I was having a decent time in theater. I wasn't having the struggle she was. As a matter of fact, I prayed for three years to get out. And I said, Lord, I want to leave. I want to work for, I want to work from home. Okay. I want to work for a Christian-owned company. Right. Because I want to be with my family. Theater is not a great environment to raise a family because you leave, you come home at midnight, you get no nights, no weekends, no holidays. Right, right. <clears throat> so it's, uh, I call it the anti-family uh, industry. Do they say that, actually? That's what I say. <laughs> oh, okay, no, it's okay, not. There, okay. there are some successful families in right. there, and it's just a big challenge. Yeah. And uh, three years later, when the time was right, the Lord brought me to my present job, and and we should say it was right before our eldest child started kindergarten. Yeah. Okay. Because I would so. never see her if I was in theater. I would see her an hour a day. What about your children? Uh, do they want to be in the theater like mom and dad? Um, all three of them love to sing. Mm-hmm. The three of them sing together morning, noon, and night in mm-hmm. the bathtub, in the car, in bed. Um, our eldest daughter, on her own, completely figured out how to find harmonies. Mm-hmm. And our middle daughter is actually very interesting. She's adopted from China. And when she was two years old, she was sitting on my lap, and I was teaching her the alphabet. And she saw the letter V for violin, and she said, I want to do that, Mama. Wow. I said, what do you mean? I I want that. I want to do that. So by the time she was three, she was recognizing ten different instruments within an orchestration of classical music. No kidding. So I found a Suzuki violin teacher, and she's been playing for four years. Amazing. Are they here at Times Square Church? Yes. They are, yes. Okay, yep. okay. Are they ministering here? Are there, are there any, Not any yet. They're, they're on the cusp. Yeah, yeah. 
They do little shows for us in the in the living room right okay. now. Yeah. Well, it's only a yeah. matter of time. Exactly. You know that. And our oldest plays piano, and our well, youngest. They're now ministering in school. That's true. At school they are. And school yeah. they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. They go to a small Christian school and they sing in chapel once a week. Nice. In the worship team. So that was then, and when mm-hmm. we come back from this break, we're going to find out where you are now, presently, what you got coming up in the future, what you're uh, praying for, and hoping that the Lord will bless you with. Mm-hmm. More with Chris and Andy Monteleone when Music with a Mission continues. God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God help. God is and always will God be. God is able to God protect. Is God good. is power to change. God is a provider. God is Jesus. God is here. God now. is the one who loves you. God is merciful. God is the husband to the widow. God is the one with your God is there when no one else is. TSC Music Radio, where God is. This is Carter Conlon from Times Square Church. I want to speak today to people who feel they've lost something, and you've so lost it that you feel you can't get it back. It could be your reputation. It could be an image of yourself that you had, something that you aspired to do in the future, and somehow it just seems to have slipped through your fingers. This also happened to a great king of Israel. His name was David in the Old Testament, in the Bible. And when he had lost these things that were very dear to him, he did something that all of us should consider doing. He began to pray. And as he began to pray, he became encouraged in his God. And God began to speak to his heart and tell him, David, get up and go forward and you will recover the things that you've lost. Now, the things we've lost may not come back in the same way we desire it, but God says, I have better things for you than you've ever imagined. It's time to pray. To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org. TSA Music Radio's Music with a Mission. I'm Derek Davis speaking, having a great conversation with Chris and Andy Monteleone about the business of show, the <laughs> theater, the theater, and uh, dance and their lives in general. Uh, you were talking about your job, yes. Chris, now. What are you doing now? Uh, I work for a commercial lighting company. No kidding. Regency Lighting, yes. Well, and, it's not uh, too far from the theater, but it's a... <laughs> I used to be under the lights, now I now, sell them. Yeah, yes, yes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, three years before I left theater, yeah. I brought to the Lord specifics, and I believe the Lord wants that. And I said, I want to work from home so I can be with my family. Yeah. Uh, I want to work for a Christian-owned company. Okay. Well, that's a reasonable request. Yeah. And I just put it before him. And uh, a friend of mine was working for this lighting company yeah. that was Christian-owned. Okay. And I got an interview, uh, met with the regional manager. He said, go home and pray, see what the Lord says. Nope, not the time. Really? Two years later, it was the right time. Okay. So in the Lord's timing. What made it the right time, uh, do you think? Just, it was just right. Okay. We was ready. My my oldest, uh, Andy and I had spoken. We said, once the kids are going to be in school full time, I will never see them. Right. I'll see them an hour a day, and that's it. No mm-hmm. nights, no holidays, no weekends. Mm-hmm. So it was right about the time when Grace was going to start full time in school. 
Are you able to minister on your job currently? This is one of the major blessings. My, my company is owned by two wonderful brothers. They're Messianic Jews. Oh. They truly believe God, family, business in that order. Yeah. If they see that getting out of whack, they call us, literally. Sure, sure. And they said, look, if you're, if you're on the job and God says to witness to one of your customers and you may lose that customer, witness they told you that? They told us that. Nice. We'll get another customer. Wow. It, uh, one of them said, it's not about the bulbs. It's not about the lights. It's about the ministry. So I have this huge ministry. It's a wonderful, wonderful blessing. Amazing. Yep. yep. And I do have I do have customers that will call me, say, Chris, you know, I've got this going on. Can we pray? Or can you lift up a prayer? Or if the Lord puts it on, there was one customer I was, it wasn't even a customer, it was a prospect. He said, yeah, sorry, I was out of the office. My yeah. son was having surgery. And I said, look, I'm a praying man. Yeah. What's your son's name? I want to pray for him. Right, right. And he paused and he gave me his son's name. And he said, thank you. And next time I spoke to him, I said, how's Mark doing? And he literally laughed and he said, he's doing great. Thanks, Prayers Chris. were answered. That's it. You know, why, why keep it under a bushel? Just... Go and do the Lord's work. And judging by what you've told me, God has always used you and where you've been to minister to somebody. Whether some I knew fa- it or some not. Form of fashion. Whether I knew it was happening or not, it was happening. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It is awesome. Yeah. So you guys met in the theater. Yes. Uh, been married for how long now? Going on 13, 13 and a half years 13. now. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. And you're still smiling. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Praise the uh, Lord. Huh? Yes. And we have three kids, too. And <laughs> yes. Okay. And how old are they? Yes. Six and a half, seven, and nine. Mm-hmm. Your face is lighting up when you talk about the kids. <laughs> yeah. no, we love our kids. Yeah. 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 What about the kids? <clears throat> well, all three of our daughters are miracles. Mm-hmm. Um, our first child... Um, I developed complications in my pregnancy, and the doctor did not address them. And I nearly died in childbirth, and she almost died. She was premature. She suffered a collapsed lung. Mm. And we literally had to place her in the Lord's hands. She Mm -hmm. was shipped off to a hospital in New York City and put in critical care in a special baby's hospital. And and, um, we were told she could go either way. So we gave her to the Lord, and he miraculously completely healed her. Wow. Within hours, literally, when we just literally had to say, Lord, I I don't want to lose my wife. I don't want to lose my baby. But if I'm living for you, I have to trust you. Sure. And literally within hours, everything switched. God is so awesome. And God used that at at that time. I was was in Beauty and the Beast on Broadway, and... um, I was on for the lead role that night, and I came to my dressing room, and management's all in there. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, guys. And they said, don't panic, but your wife is on the way to the hospital. This mm-hmm. is premature. Mm-hmm. So I had to finish the act and leave halfway through the show and rush to the hospital. And everybody there at that time now, I was living for the Lord. I was mm-hmm. reading my Bible. Mm-hmm. People knew I was somebody who got up early in the morning on a Sunday to go to church. They mm-hmm. thought that was very weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went to the, in between acts, I went to one side of the stage and my, the person who helps the beast get ready took my Bible and put it over on that side of the stage. For you. For me. Mm-hmm. Not a believer. Yeah. Did that. 
And at one point, I dropped to my knees and I'm praying, picture in full beast regalia on my knees, praying to the yeah. Lord. With the claws. With yeah. the claws yeah. and that hair and everything. <laughs> right. And people are walking by seeing me. So that was the first. Uh, Andy was in the hospital a couple of times before <laughs> our oldest was born. But the next couple of days later, I came back and it's so witness to people. And the guy who played the clock yeah. in the show came up. He said, I just want you to know. I went home and I prayed for the first time. Wow. That really touched me. Yeah. that's see. So God uses, it, we have to trust him. It may not be something that we want to go through, but he allows it for a reason. Sure. You know, and it changed our lives drastically. Forever. Drastically. Yeah. But yeah. my daughter, all three of them have testimonies, you know, from each one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, earlier when we were talking, you had an interesting story concerning Olivia, your third child. Tell us about that. Um, she, the the Reader's Digest version is, I was told not to have any more kids. That's right. We were talking about We had that. always planned to adopt, so we started the adoption process, and I got pregnant. And I was terrified, because we didn't know if I'd lose the baby. We didn't know if I would be sick. And... My sister, who's a Christian, prayed that the Lord would put a new song in my mouth through mm-hmm. the whole pregnancy and labor and delivery. Mm-hmm. And another woman at our adoption agency had prayed the same prayer. Mm-hmm. So when our, we suspended our adoption for six months mm-hmm. and we received word that we were suspended. And our daughter Elizabeth, our youngest, was born. And we sent out the birth announcements with this, that scripture from Psalm 41. He hath put a new song in my mouth because her birth did heal the trauma we went through with wow. our first child. And two weeks later, after Elizabeth she was, was born. two right, weeks right, right. old, our adoption agency called and said, are you guys sitting down? We've just received a referral for you. So we were matched Whoa. anyway with a baby when we were told by China that we were you have suspended. Right. Exactly. Now the best part of the story is that we got our daughter Olivia, our adopted daughter's biography, and it was all in Chinese and yeah. we actually sent it to the church to be translated by the Chinese ministry. Okay. And they called us and they sent us the translation and yeah. they said we need a couple of days to work on her name mm-hmm. because in the Chinese culture the name is very important. So they called us, and her name means new song. Wow. And isn't that, it now interesting? That's, now, that's really a great story. And isn't it interesting that at two years old, she told us that she wanted to play the violin? That's right. You said. And even before that, when we got back from China, about three weeks after we got back, we came to church <laughs> with our girls. And we walked through the doors of the sanctuary during praise and worship, and our daughter Olivia threw her hands up in the air and started rocking back and forth. And in Pastor praise? Carter, in- yes, <laughs> and Pastor Carter was holding her during her dedication, yeah. and she was just—he was singing to her, and she's just all about music. Wow! And her name means new song, and that's what was on the birth announcement for the other child. You have a praising baby. <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and we asked the when we when we got her, we spoke to the woman who runs the orphanage yeah. and they she names all the babies there and through a translator we asked why did you name her new song why yeah. did you Yuan? she said it just seemed like the right name wow so she has that confirmation now andy you are dancer and you know one of the things that comes to but you're not dancing anymore now no 
But one of the things that comes to mind is what's going on in some of the churches now, some ministries now, concerning praise dancing. Liturgical dance. Liturgical dance. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? I think it's wonderful if it's done well, and this may not sound very Christian, but as a professional dancer, former professional dancer, I think it should be done if it's done well. And what is, in your opinion, is done well? A, a dear friend of mine I worked with many years ago was a principal dancer with the Houston Ballet, which is a world-class ballet company. Okay. And she, to be the principal ballerina is the highest position in the company. She was a very gifted, beautiful dancer, and she's also a Christian. Mm -hmm. And she began liturgical dancing many years ago, and she was sought after by many churches. Really? And to take someone who was a professional dancer in her own right and take all those years of training. We have a saying in, in dance that it's, 90% sweat, 10% talent. Okay. And to take all of that training and her giftings and her love of the Lord and then put it on the stage. Hmm. I've I've personally seen some liturgical dance that um you know, I mean it's like anything it can be good and bad. Yeah. But I think if you take someone who's really gifted, it it's like a pastor or a a worship leader, mm -hmm. it can bring such glory to the Lord. Absolutely. Because as a dancer, you're pouring out your worship of the Lord through your body with your whole body, like David did. Have you considered possibly teaching in that arena? It's funny you mention that. <laughs> um, for many years, as a, while I was being a mom, a full-time mom, I worked part-time at a YMCA. Okay. And I was given a promotion. I was working too many hours. And my family started to pray that the Lord would make a way for me to cut back. And I think the Lord was speaking and I wasn't paying attention. And so he jerked that job right out from under me. That will happen. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I went into my children's school and they were getting ready to mount their spring program. Yeah. And I had been asked in the past to help because the man in charge had no experience in really in show business and theater and right, anything right. like that. And within a week, they kind of handed me the position of director slash choreographer, and nice. I took the whole thing over. Wow. And that little spring program, and I, I must add that the Holy Spirit came down on these kids, right. 130 children with zero theater experience, zero. And the Holy Spirit came down, and people were crying in the audience, and the kids were experiencing something they've never felt before mm. and so out of that the lord created this never before position at our school and i'm now the head of the theater arts program i'm creating this new program at their school awesome that is so awesome i never thought i would ever have anything to do with the theater again so here i am it's like 360 for you yes completely it's very shocking. What a journey. What's amazing is that, and Andy and I compare stories, even when we weren't walking with the Lord yeah. and we were developing our craft yeah. as actors, mm -hmm. singers, dancers, mm -hmm. he was preparing us mm -hmm. to use those talents now. You know, I've sung a few times here at Times Square Church, and as I say to Greg, singing here and praising for the Lord is better than any Broadway show. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's yeah. also the enemy attacks you so much. How so? 
Well, because you're not performing. Ah. You're praising. Yes. Totally different experience. Was it ever tempting for you to get into performance mode? When, when I sing here? Yeah. No. I mean, the, you have to. There's a, a very tiny amount of performing. You can't help that because you're sure, up there. Because you're it's in you. Sure. But you have to. I remember one of the first times I sang here. Uh, Andy was was in the congregation, and mm-hmm. she said, for about the first 30 seconds, I saw Chris the singer, uh-huh. and then the Holy Spirit kicked in. Thank God for that. And that's it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't want to do that. I don't want to sing anymore. Yeah. I want to praise. Oh, I just great. want to praise. That's yeah. great. Yeah. That's Speaking of song, can, can, mm-hmm. can we get you guys to sing a song? <laughs> we, You know, we've only sung together once, well, believe it or not. Well, this could, this, this could be twice. twice. Well, twice the same. This could be the third time. Oh, I don't think I, I can today. Know what yeah. to sing. sing the first thing that comes to your heart that glorifies God. How would we do it with the harmonies? You uh? are the one that we praise. You are the one we adore. You give the healing and grace. Hearts always hunger for, oh, our hearts always hunger for. Ah, that was beautiful. Beautiful. You guys See, we are don't, we're, it's, that's where we're not the typical actors. I mean, everyone, oh, sure, here, here are the charts. And we're like, no, nah. no. No, that was great. You guys are great. Thank you so much. Thank this you. This is awesome. Um, what advice would you have for uh, anybody, actors, actresses, singers, dancers, who are saved and um, want to continue in their craft, but maybe facing some of the struggles that you two faced? If they're listening, it has to be God. The Lord has preordained this moment for them to hear this message. And I believe with every ounce of my being, because I've lived it, that they need to just ask the Lord to lead them in the direction that he wants them to go. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that he's going to jerk them out of the business right away. Because when I left the business, I started pestering my poor brand new husband that he needed to leave also. (laughs) And the Lord spoke to me and said, no, it's not his time. And so I began to pray that the Lord would just use him. And God had a whole ministry for him in that show. Who else is going to witness backstage? Mm -hmm. Who's Mm going to go in there? It's like Jesus going into the tax collectors and the someone, the Lord needs people everywhere. Mm. So the best advice I have is for them to pray honestly and ask the Lord, where do you want me to go? Because sooner or later, you have to decide you're serving yourself or you're serving the Lord. You cannot do both. I tried. Yeah. It doesn't work. And it, there's no peace. And when you're doing that, it is a challenge. I, I, it wasn't as difficult for me as it was for Andy to live as a Christian. Mm. There was a, a kid in the cast in Beauty and the Beast who was nine years old. Yeah. And in his bio, he said, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That little nine-year-old witnessed to me, going, here I am in my 40s, and I'm not doing this. What mm-hmm. is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Once you do that and you do come out and say you are a Christian and you are living for the Lord, you better be living for the Lord because people are going to be judging you. The spotlight is on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
You're on stage yeah. for real then. Huh? But what an awesome place to witness. Mm-hmm. It is tough. I will be honest with you. It is tough. You will be, you will come up with blackballing. You will come up with not being called in because of your beliefs. Mm-hmm. But to God the glory. Yeah, that happens for the moment. Mm-hmm. But down the road is the real blessing right. because for the moment you were blackballed, mm-hmm. you know, and for the moment mm-hmm. you had an injury and you were out of the game for a minute. But then down the road, God used you in such a greater way. Right. Just it's stick, with his, stick with his plan. His plan. Just bring it all to him. Mm-hmm. Bring it all to him. And I learned when I was performing the, the, the high that I got being on stage. The minute I walked off stage, it was gone. It's like Mm -hmm. a drug. Mm -hmm. And whether it's the applause or it's the high you get from performing, the peace that I have now, walking with the Lord completely, there's just no comparison. Chris and Andy Monteleone, Mm -hmm. thank you so much for being on Music with a Mission. It's great to be here. Thanks for asking. You guys are a real blessing, (laughs) and uh, it's just great to have you. Thanks so much. Thanks. Take joy, my king, in what you hear and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. By the way, we do want to hear what you think about music with a mission. We want your tips, hints, questions, and suggestions. Email your comments to music at timesquarechurch.org or check out TSC Music on Facebook and Twitter. And, of course, visit the website at www.tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and special administrative assistance for Maggie Diaz. Remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Derek Davis. Join us next time on Music with a Mission.